All right, welcome you to Porch Talk. This is your host, Alan. We are at the Sunstroke House in Columbus, Mississippi. I have uh, Jamie Nettle. She is the owner and the reason why the Sunstroke House exists. And we have Erica Winterstrom. She performed here this evening. Um, Erica, thank you so much for coming out and playing for us. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So um, I just wanted to ask, what is... uh, what has the year of 2020 been like for you since the, the pandemic? Oh, man. You know, when it first hit, I mean, I think I was just, uh, I think as probably with everybody, just trying to, like, figure out what is going on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, there's been a lot of gifts with this last year, too, mm-hmm. I think, Um I think sometimes like life is fast paced and I get uh, things get hustle bustle and there was like a real gift in being able to sort of um take some time yeah yeah it's like uh I actually ate I I'm not a big like a weed eater Mm -hmm. uh but I um uh, a friend gave me a, a weed gummy and um, <laughs> I had one and it, it, I'm I, the reason I'm not a big weed eater because a lot of times it hits me kind of a really hard and it was like saying like I had this message like all you have is now <laughs> <laughs> all you have is now yeah. and, and 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 it was just like all I have is right now because like right now like sucks <laughs> you know uh, and uh but when it wore off it was like oh wow okay that's like a good lesson I was like all I really have is right now so I gotta like focus on what I can do mm-hmm. for, for me to live the best life I can in this situation. And that was a message I like really needed, you know? So as much as that almost was like a, like a bad weed gummy bear <laughs> trip in some way, yeah. like it was like the most important message I could have had in that moment. Would it be similar to like, uh, you know, you shared the story about riding like a bird and it was you know south america and the psychedelic uh, uh experience yeah i i i have done some experiences with with ayahuasca and psychedelic medicine and and i would say i felt like it was an extension of that it was like i had actually done a retreat that january so it was like two months later and i felt like it was this um reminder mm-hmm. of a lot of that and um m- maybe had I not had that experience in January then um I wouldn't have c- kind of got the message in that way I-, I don't really know you know but uh yeah it just um yeah <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know taking inspiration though and turning it into uh, album is such a concrete thing that I think to me the pandemic you really see who's uh, able to take that creative process and do the daily work of making it you know all the way through getting it out into people's hands and 
living with that uncertainty. And so I'm really impressed that you put out things and continued doing that. That has to be hard when you just can't see. You know, there are things, if you say, I'm going to take six months and write an album and, and stay at home versus I have this time, I'm going to use my gifts to the best of my ability, not not knowing how long that arc is. So did you find it difficult to really focus on, was it harder to put music out, not really knowing what the arc of actually finishing up and being able to go on tour and do those things that you're familiar with? Well, I mean, honestly, um, with this situation at hand, like uh, the writing process or any of that was like, I have a new album coming Mm -hmm. out and it's coming out in September, but I actually finished it March 1st of 2020. Oh, you didn't have to finish it up at the... No. Yeah. I mean, it was all done and I was like, I've got this album I'm super proud of and super excited to put out in the world. Um, but I, um, you know, everything, everything hit and, but I was also in between a label. So I had to sort out a record label and all that. But when all that hit, it wasn't, you know, I think people were like, well, like every record store in the country is shut down. Like, you know, this isn't like the, the best time, Mm -hmm. you know, so it took a little bit to sort of work a lot of things out Mm -hmm. and, there was part of me that was like looking forward to getting it out as soon as I could because I think music is medicine and certainly in the last year we needed a lot of medicine Mm -hmm. you know but I just the way things worked out and also timing wise it was like well albums are going to do better when you can tour behind them so now I'm looking at I've got a September 10th release Mm -hmm. date and yeah (laughs) it took a while to work it all out (laughs) yeah and just in the midst of uh you know uh the pandemic you were able to take some trips like before the show we were uh, talking a little bit about you took a trip out to Oregon yeah and you kind of like with the time of not having to be on tour and regular life that you were able to to go to places that you hadn't been able to go yet Uh, yeah I mean I I, for the first, a good part of the pandemic, I was um, uh, living in my house and just kind of there and doing my thing. And I just got very sort of stir crazy and really didn't want to stay in the place I was living anyway. And the lease was coming up. And mm-hmm. so I put my stuff in storage and then I was like, I had a friend that had a friend that had this place in Oregon and I was like, Oh, I've always wanted to go hiking in Mount hood and that whole area around there, just the Pacific Northwest in general. I've never hiked around there. Mm-hmm. I made plans to do that. I was going to rent a place and, but like three days into it, like a windstorm knocked the power off of the, um, place I was mm-hmm. renting for the month and and then the fires came near so then the, the same friends that had the house had a they run fishing cabins in Maupin and so I stayed there for several days but um, the only cabins they had available during the whole 
COVID thing is were the the ones that were left for the ones were like a shared bathroom. So <laughs> it was just like oh, but uh, <laughs> I was there a few days and they had a, a a mutual friend that had this house that was empty and that allowed us to stay there for like about ten days. Mm-hmm. But it was like, it, but, but because it was amongst the fires, it was like literally where we were staying was like the worst air quality in the whole world. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, literally, uh, it was like you could barely see. Like if you put your hand out in front of you, you know, it was just. I remember seeing some of the pictures, you know, when all that was coming down, and they were talking about air quality, and then seeing some of the photos. It literally looked like. You know, someone had opened up a portal to hell because it was red sky. Yes. It was yeah. Just, it was the oddest looking thing. It it like looked like doomsday to me, yeah. <laughs> and I was just. Uh, but we, you know, we made the most of it. Lauren, who plays guitar with me, had flown out to Portland mm-hmm. and drove up the day that we realized we couldn't return to the cabin. And I still had like some stuff there too, but we're like, oh, the fires and. Uh, we, yeah, so we went and stayed at this other place. Um, but it was kind of a weird feeling because, like, normally, it, I don't know, it was a mixed thing. It was this unusual, I felt really blessed in having this sort of unusual experience, but also it was just strange and, um, knowing that the fires are going on around, you know, it's, you know, we're just working on, um, new material and mm-hmm. just making the most of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, I mean, that's the next thing coming, right? Next stop, uh, you'll have her with you, right? Uh, yes. Down in Baton Rouge. Uh-huh. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that's coming up. Yeah. Get to make up for it a little bit. Of uh, as far as uh, just going back to just taking a year off and having that album ready and deciding not to release it, that has to feel like just a some kind of a vacation and just not never knowing when it was going to stop or I mean what did that what did that time feel like to now we're we're finally going to put the album out we're finally going to be able to take it on the road yeah I mean it's sort of a mixed um my my mindset back then was just um it's a bit of a mixed thing because I I write very deeply you know, mm-hmm. and when I put something out, it's very much from the heart. With that, it's like I'm very excited to release everything that I do, but I also realize that I'm putting it under, that I'm putting it in the realm to be sort of critiqued mm-hmm. in yeah. a way, you know, when you release an album, you know. I always find every album I release, it's like I'm so excited and I'm like really frightened simultaneously, you know. It's, and I know that I've given everything I had, like I've, I've put so much love into it and the and the best that I can with that. You put it out in the universe and you just hope for the best for it, yeah. you know. <laughs> That's it. So yeah. <laughs> you don't read the comments, is that? <laughs> You know, it's like I don't know. It's a it's a funny thing. I I I've actually had been blessed with very positive uh, reviews and stuff over the years. You know, but nevertheless, it's just like a funny thing, right? It just feels weird. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. So the new album, um, it, it won't be um, Erica Winterstrom. You'll be going back to Heartless Bastards, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, what made you decide to do that? Um, well, I mean, when we took a hiatus, I, I mean, I've had a few different lineups of the band. I, my first was my ex-boyfriend and I had played together in uh, Kevin Vaughn, and, and then we split up and... I moved to Austin and I sort of started over and and then I've had the same lineup for now about eight years but when we took a hiatus I did the solo album just to sort of keep moving and be creative and just life happens you know I mean even when we did that Jesse had been really wanting to do his own solo thing and which I fully support you know and and Dave was living in Pittsburgh and doing different things. I just it's just the way life happens. I'm just sort of it's always been my baby, my little bastard baby. <laughs> <laughs> and I really didn't want to like wait for the you know, the okay from other members. I just need to keep doing what I'm doing and if people aren't ready to get bored of that train, I'm going to keep on chugging along you know but yeah i'm really excited about the album and the new lineup and yeah man i'm really super excited yeah Yeah. (laughs) your solo album is so uplifting and i'm a fan of the band as well as this album and it was a in hearing what's obviously personal growth and wanting to share things with people and i was I really liked hearing your new songs that had that same positivity to it. Mm-hmm. Do you think this, how did the, sometimes in bands, the dynamic can be almost that when things are going too well, that maybe it's not, it's a different dynamic than when a band gets together and a lot of songs about the hardships of life and things. So as you take that personal, really positive material and then, or playing it with the band and introducing it to the band, do you think it affects the way that you all play together and being such a positive um, personal message? Does that make sense? I don't know how to really. Um, I mean, honestly, I I feel like the 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 positive turn is more just within myself. Right, and I guess know? because I've seen yeah. you as an ambassador of this and that with you working with the band, that that positive spirit would affect everybody, that it would be a, a different way of interacting and being, um, I don't want to use the word enlightened, but that sense of positivity and things moving forward. You know, I mean, I've, I've always just kind of just... I don't know. Sometimes I feel like I got some like invisible little like laser beam. I'm just mm-hmm. like following in life, and I don't really optimism. know where I'm going. You know, yeah. But I, uh, you know, I I feel like what drew me to music is maybe just sort of like self therapy, mm-hmm. right? And I feel like I had a lot to work through. So it's like I did all these albums, uh, and but I really have delved further in and I feel like the positivity is just me sorting myself out more you know like I uh yeah I think it was a song uh dust uh you shared tonight that'll be on the new record right yes yeah it had a lot of finger picking 
Well, that one was a beautiful life. Yeah. Yeah, a beautiful life. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was uh, just sweet unknown. Uh, your your solo album of uh, to what Jamie said. Uh, spent a whole lot of time with it over this period of time because it is so uplifting. Uh, like a bird, extraordinary love. A lot of those songs they really hit home in times like these, and it's it's a time where. Okay, yeah, we can be optimistic about this, and we can work on ourselves. But you, you carried the same energy into this uh, new record. It was so good to hear these new songs. Thank you. And not that it's it's so different from uh, old Heartless Bastard material, but it's I guess it goes. I mean, to what it you is said. really. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at least in the spirit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, I mean, it's all sort of part of me, but I. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> my dog Piper for all those listening is like clawing yeah. at the door. Um, hi, Pipes. I think you know it's funny through all of these years of songwriting. I think I was trying to like work a lot of stuff out with myself, mm-hmm. and I think I've finally like figured a lot of things out for myself, and I've let a lot of things go. You know, and the funny thing was, right when we took a hiatus from the band. I was kind of like, do I even want to do this anymore? Is this what I'm going to, is this my path? Like, you know, I have so many interests. I, I just love so many things in this world. And I was like, is this an opportunity for me to explore something different? But the funny thing was when I took that high, when we took that hiatus, all of a sudden the songs were flowing more than they ever had. And it was oh, like, man. I just let go. I just... You know, and 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 with that, I kind of realized that I had been. It's always it's been my project, but I felt this sense to sort of take care of my team, you know, and keep things flowing and keep keep everybody employed. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like it put a different pressure on me, like than I had ever imagined you know like just creating for creating and it it just like felt like this sense of release and then I've sort of like thought a lot about that sort of moving forward and how I need to like take care of me and number one first where I was sort of like I felt like like a den mother or something (laughs) you know like I was like really trying to make sure everybody was like taken care of and okay and but I was like totally forgetting about myself you Mm -hmm. know and I think like when I it was just like the biggest sense of relief and and going forward I think about that consciously when I'm writing and just like you know I yeah that's been a big thing and I mean now I'm actually like working on whatever the next thing is and I've honestly been a bit blank I think I'm still it's funny I thought I would write a lot during this period but I think I'm just like really contemplating I'm meditating like what is my next message what is that (laughs) you're not you're not alone like just during the pandemic is you know I, I traveled and continue to try to podcast as much as I could with musicians and a lot of them had albums that they wanted to let out just like you it was finished pre-pandemic and they decided to hold it yeah and you know 
I'll sit with them and then I might revisit with them and they was like I don't have anything new I don't I don't have anything to say I, I've said everything on that album and I haven't even been able to share that yet yeah so until I do I'm not really working on that I'm just more worried about uh, building myself up and getting ready to be able to tour that out yeah, I think I've just been processing yeah. so much. I mean, it's just been such a crazy year for the... It, it's like the entire world. <laughs> it's like... Uh, and I just... Yeah. I, I've i written, like, I don't know, a few verses of a couple songs. Mm-hmm. And I've t- tried here or there. But that's okay. You know, that's one thing I learned with... The process of even a couple albums ago or like through that process of doing that solo album was just being patient with myself. So like the old me would have been like, you got to be productive. You got to get all this, yeah, you know, you, you need to like produce all this stuff yeah. with this time. And being I'm too just hard on yourself, really. Exactly. And I'm just kind of like, OK, you, you'll know when the time is right. And I just I keep trying here or there and all mm-hmm. you know but yeah yeah <laughs> you. oh i was just gonna ask about revolution and kind of the reception of that was really interesting and it's a, a such a cool song thank and you i um was glad to see the uh, the message of it but also that seemed to be a really universal type of this feeling of angst and anger and things like that that where did that come from in the midst of you know the other material um i mean i feel like that song i mean really i mean i feel like that message is just one of like total love and Mm self-love And, and I, I feel like that message is in a book of the Bible. It's in, you know, it's it's just like, don't judge one another. It's like, I, I don't know, I, you know, I just kind of, I, it was but just intensity to it. It's different that you could just feel it. To me, it had a really, a, really struck a nerve at just the right it time really that did. I'm like, oh, and yeah. And about I halfway that. through when you really started hammering down on those bar chords, that's and the energy like just completely changed yeah i mean you know i i don't it's just like this message which i know i'm sure sort of really came through me a bit with the psychedelic medicine that i've done but we are all connected and you know whatever uh race or whatever religion whatever Mm. even like the environment you know i see i see this planet as my family you know the the plants in the water everything you know and uh i um i don't know it's I, i feel like that song it's almost hard for me to describe because it comes from a very uh, deep place within me but I feel like it's this human place and it's just about loving one another and um, and well a lot of the subject is also just you know late stage capitalism I kind of feel like you know we're all just 
kind of scrambling to get ahead so we don't get left far behind, you know, and and we were constantly being advertised. We're being sold this idea that we need things that we really don't need and they're not good for humanity and the planet, but everybody's struggling to get ahead that people I, I don't know it's so it, it's it's hard to describe in a uh concise way for me honestly sure. it's like I, you know I spent like two years writing the song and then I like mm-hmm. explain it <laughs> on a podcast <laughs> somehow like yeah. instantly I you know I um well, that answers part of my question is that how long it took because it felt like it was so of the moment. And I guess that was really, I wasn't very concise either. But that was part of my question. It felt like it was just kind of the right song at the right time. Yeah, I mean, I was actually playing that uh, live just acoustically like for a year before I even let it out, like mm-hmm. on the recording or more. And, um, but I just... I, you know, I just, I do have concerns with, with the environment and, and, um, you know, humanity (laughs) being around. I, gosh, I mean, I may go on a thing here, but I was listening to something the other day about the people that have a hyper amount of plastics in their system. Uh, they're, child is born with a low sperm count it's like literally like having an extra amount of plastics which in your system like could like we're headed there we gotta we kind of got we really gotta watch it i don't want to make people like freak out listening to this but it's just like it's a reality oh, i'm there sister <laughs> my thing is you don't, know? never use re- i've caught my daughter reusing a water bottle it's like never Ever reuse a plastic water bottle? So, you know, yeah. it's just like literally, like the the extra. It, it's it, like right now, it's not like um, a common. Um, we all have plastics in our system, obviously, but, right. but there are people that have sort of a hyper amount of plastics in their system. Their child sons are born with a very low sperm count, which just means that we're like sort of wiping out our own. That's right. You know, species. I, you know, it's, it, yeah. I just, you know, and at the end of the day, I have no control over any of this. You know, I just, I'm trying to do my best to be a good human being and maybe put some thoughts and knowledge out there about that. But we got to, like, really think about it and, like, how we live our daily lives, you know? Uh, use a glass and, you know, fill up at the sink rather than a plastic bottle every time or, you know, it's, it's honestly a bit overwhelming, (laughs) my concern about it. And then I also bring that back to me, like, okay, Erica, you can't carry the weight of the world. So you just got to do the best you can do, you know? Well, I mean, just in your just in your own place with what you do with uh, the your self-titled album and with Heartless Bastards is, I mean, you're definitely leaving your mark of optimism and uh, leaving a good place. 
uh, for people to go. I mean, because whenever I'm feeling low, that is definitely a place that I go, which is ironic because it's called Heartless Bastards. <laughs> but it's like they're definitely not. Yeah. You know, uh, but just for the future is uh, you got Baton Rouge coming up. Uh, I mean, what are you looking forward to? Oh, man. I mean, I can't wait for this album to come out. And I just, I, I can't wait to play with the full band for people. I, uh, I'm so proud of this album. And, um, yeah, man, I just gave it everything I got. And I think what I got is good. Uh, <laughs> At least I think yeah. so, you yeah, know. I really enjoyed uh, the new songs you shared tonight. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, what about, like, just transverse from, like, South by Southwest to playing just a a house show like this? It's like... Not just a house show. Man, we're special. Yeah, well, I mean, Sunstroke House is, uh, it's not just anything. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, uh, I, know, I know some of the musicians, they just go strictly house show. It's like, I, I have found my vein, and I don't want anything else. You know, <laughs> I embrace it all. I, I, you know, I love playing in uh, large, I've played in front of thousands of people, I've played in front of, you know, 10 people, and to whatever it is. I, I just want to connect with people and, um, yeah, um, yeah. In whatever way. Totally. Cool. Jamie, you got anything else? What, and is... One thing I've been really pleased about is at first when the pandemic hit and South by Southwest was canceled, concerts started getting canceled, it felt like those of us who love music were like, what is, do people not see this? And now I think it's come to the recognition of really, of all industries, how, if you use that, is how badly it was hurt. Do you think, and there's been support for venues coming out and real support and and for musicians, do you feel optimistic about the future, about venues being able to, um, I think, have a more, I feel like there's more of an awareness of what they really bring to quality of life, of live music and having support for things. Do you feel optimistic about that as well? Yeah, I mean, I feel like we're all just kind of floating out there (laughs) you know yeah (laughs) you know you're talking about the venues in general or the artists and and artists and Uh, musicians touring that it feels like there's been such an awareness of once that was gone that people are just so aware of I, i have i can't hear live music i don't see these things that it feels like there's a real outpouring of people so hungry for this but i have hope that it'll bring Make people just so much more aware of how important that is. I well, what I feel is that I feel the same way, but it's all a bit of a, a guess, mm-hmm. you know. I I I, I agree. I, I think when you can't experience live music mm-hmm. and go experience things and like a broad public sense, and then all of a sudden it feels like okay and safe and I think people are gonna be hungry for it and and come out uh, in droves but um I guess I don't I guess the only the future will tell you know I 
but I know that I'm ready to play some fucking rock and roll. <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, hey, I'm like hey, ready hey. to, you know, give it my all. And, and uh, yeah, so I, I am so eager to just do that and and however many people or you know in that sense that are there i i feel excited to give them Mm -hmm. the best of me you know and whatever element that is yeah or like uh sorry element whatever amount of folks mm-hmm. yeah I think it's gonna be a lot really excited. <laughs> you could see our our crowd was super excited tonight uh, just just what tonight is uh you know folks i invited and i was like uh jeremy uh he came out to you know, reintroduce himself he he's on he only comes he's been here two times he came for uh you the first time and then he came for i think sarah shook if i'm not mistaken and uh I love Sarah. I, I didn't yeah. even I didn't even have to tell him that you were coming. He was like, I saw it was sold out. Can I still come? And I was like, Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We had the guy that came tonight too from a couple hours away, and he said he had seen Erica in Ireland, in Dublin. Oh and he's yeah, like, he wanted to see her again. I was like, <laughs> Wow, yeah. he's a really cool guy. I was glad to meet him. So yeah, so I believe that people are definitely hungry. Um, and I don't, I don't know if they're necessarily just hungry for their own taste, but uh, you definitely have a draw uh, that I can't get uh, the people I hang out with to come out to see just anybody, you know. So I, I don't know how hungry they are. I don't know if they're just going to be hungry for what they're into, you know. If there's a live show, I want to go. Yeah. You know, even if I'm not a fan, I just like being around live music. Yeah. Just for the experience. But, uh. Uh, I will say, yeah. <laughs> I will say that I feel so grateful that I have, at this point, had such a long career of doing this. It sounds even weird to say career. career. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just uh, what I mean is, um, you know, I am grateful that a lot of people are aware of what I'm doing and I felt a lot for newer artists during this time yeah. because you know I, I know some people that have just like released their first album and you know it, this happened and um, it's just for I, I really hope that this hasn't discouraged young creatives you know i uh and where i'm at i feel grateful that has given me there's some awareness of who i am but you know it's not it's it's hard getting the word out there you know i even feel like that with wherever i am and what i'm where i'm at in my and in in it all you know so i just yeah i want to yeah, just tell folks out there listening, you know, check out some new youngs. It's, you know, just check out like Fat Possum or Partisan Records mm-hmm. or different. Check out some new young folks that you've never heard of. Just, you know, do a little sifting, give a little new, take a chance, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, yeah. 
All right. To wrap up, uh, future shows, uh, social media, what do you have going on? Uh, last question. I mean, I've just, I've got a tour I'm going to announce soon. Uh, in the fall, I'm just circling the country. Um, and keep an eye out, keep an ear out for the new album. Uh, September 10th, right? September 10th. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> Anything else, awesome. Jamie? That is all. That's awesome. All right, Erica, thank you so much. Thank you. News and notes. Thank you so much for listening to Porch Talk. If you haven't done so already, I would ask that you would rate and review the show on whatever podcast app it is that you listen to on. It helps with the algorithms. I'm trying to get the YouTube channel up to 100 subscribers so I can start live streaming. We're working on video equipment. I'm excited about the next phase. If you could be involved with that. Also, we have the record uh, that we're working on. Um, we got some events coming up to help benefit that. So uh, if you're interested, just uh, uh, www.porch-talk.net. Uh, you can write me. Just contact me on social media. I'm, I'll get back with you if you got questions about it. I think that's all that I have. It was so good to have Erica Winterstrom of the Heartless Bastards on the show again. It meant a lot to have Jamie co-host it. To walk it out the door, here is Revolutions. simple and innocent to start do you remember do you remember where you going my friend have you forgotten when there was a time when false information wasn't so rampant in the sphere There was a time when you weren't questioning everything you hear Do you remember? Do you Constantly being advertised, our life commercialized and disguised as happiness and pills and potions, fancy threads and cause and motion, hypnotized by gilded lies to line the pockets of so few. While hungry politicians feed bullshit to the masses to ensure their status as it further divides the classes.